Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. I'm your host, Stefan Christoph. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 135th edition of the show. And I'm going to be featuring a conversation I heard with an Indigenous artist, Martin Loft. Martin talks about his work to document the experiences of Indigenous people through photography and also his process of creating community spaces for both Indigenous and non-Indigenous people to learn different artistic approaches uh, in print art and photography. His work has primarily focused on sharing the stories and perspectives of uh, Indigenous experiences, but also of people in the city, in Geogiage, Montreal. Uh, he does a lot of urban photography also, and has been very focused in his work to give voice to an Indigenous perspective. Um, this was a conversation that we recorded um, a couple of weeks ago. I'm really happy to share this exchange here on Free City Radio. Thank you again to Martin for being on the program this week. So here is our conversation. So we're in Geogiage, Montreal. It's raining and I'm with Martin Loft, who is an Indigenous printmaker, artist, uh, community art educator, many things. Um, you've uh, shared some perspectives on this program before, but just by way of introduction, could you maybe uh, just introduce yourself a bit and your practice and um, also um, your interactions with not just your community, but other Indigenous communities? Sure. Okay. Greetings, everyone. My name is uh, Martin Loft, Martin Aguiranoru Loft. Um, basically what you said, I'm a photographer, I'm a printmaker, I'm a community activist. Uh, I, I do workshops, I do talks in schools and with community groups and so on. Um, I'm about promoting art as, as a tool, as a tool for uh, change, for you know making the world a little bit better, uh, giving people opportunities. And, uh, and training, you know, that there's, there's room for uh, all kinds of art, you know. Sometimes, you know, art can be, uh, could have a cutting edge and can, um, you know, reveal things and show people things. You have done a lot of portrait photography and also s community scenes, street scenes. Um, so maybe let's just talk about that um, briefly, if you don't mind. Um, you've taken the time to do a lot of portraits of Indigenous people, both within the context of protests, but also at community spaces, like okay. friendship centers. Um, but amazingly, your work actually extends over <laughs> decades. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of interest recently in documenting and projecting uh, Indigenous experience. That is your experience, but it's also something you've done a very long time. So I'm just wondering if you could contextualize a bit your portraiture work and also how you feel about sort of the shift that's happened and the more recent interest in Indigenous experience. Well, I mean, I started as a, as a youth, you know, as a, as a young person, you know, interested in uh, taking pictures and, you know, and film and like, all the old school stuff and learning to develop and print. It was, in the you know, room. in the dark room, all that stuff. Well, I started when I was uh, 19, you know, so that was in 1979. And, uh, you know, I, um, I got inspired and I went on to Dawson and Concordia and so on. 
Um, and I, I just I just loved uh, old pictures. Uh, our community in Ganawaga has been a, a subject for uh, photographers, like many Indigenous people, you know, across Canada. We were uh, considered like an exotic people, you know, with feathers and beads and, you know, all of these things. And McCord Museum, for instance, has many of the images that National uh, Archives in Quebec City and the National Archives in, in Ottawa as well, you know, so there's uh, our people are well documented. Uh, and one of the issues that always comes up with art and with photography in particular is uh, the lens, you know, literally the lens. Who is doing the looking, who is doing the, the kind of the capturing of uh, these images and what does it say to uh, people? People have agency, of course. You know, they can they can dress as they feel. They can present themselves at the, as they feel. But often it is um, an audience out there that says, "Wow, this is an interesting picture, and let's uh, use it to promote things." So, you know, Ganawaga has been um, has appeared in uh, in travel brochures and postcards and so on. So that type of thing, I think, was on my mind probably from a, a young age. I mean, I, I as a child, my family uh, we um, are related to. Uh, John McCumber, John Pokingfire McCumber, he ran an Indian village in our community. So uh, many people in my family, extended family, uh, danced there and sold crafts and did all of these things. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, part of um, who I am, part of our community and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when I went to school, of course, you know, that was uh, one of the things that I, I would always do. You know, I'd photograph my, my friends and my family and the people in the community and so on. And once you're out of the community, you feel uh, you feel like you now, you know, they feel uh, alienated. You know, there wasn't uh, Internet. There wasn't uh, Facebook. There wasn't all these things. And there wasn't even radio. They later became radio and it could it could broadcast into Montreal. But when I was in school, it was kind of like, you know, even though it was like 10 miles away, it still was a, a, a great distance and you had to be in the city, uh, you know, so... Um, Luckily enough, you know, most uh, cities in Canada and in Quebec, even the larger cities, uh, have native friendship centers. And Mm. uh, it is a place that if you're from communities and you can relax and have a cup of coffee and meet with other people and, you know, strategize if if you have to, you know, if there's uh, political things that are going on or art things, cultural things. And luckily enough, again, too, there there was a, a critical mass. There were people at the Friendship Center who were into art and into uh, photography even. We had a little group of five of us that, you know, even um, we opened a little darkroom in our, in our, in our, uh, in the Friendship Center and so on. Um, and some went on and, 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 and worked in the field and been involved in education and so on. Uh, one of my early projects, of course, I, I had worked at the Friendship Center for several years mm-hmm. and uh, by 17, 19, so in my, my mid-20s or so, uh, I'd, I'd gotten a job there and I was uh, like opening the doors and making coffee okay. and soup on the weekend and so on. Respect. So I got, to, I got to know most of the people. I eventually started taking pictures and the, the photos became semi-formal portraits of the community, you know. So we, there were young people and old people, uh, people from the north, people from the west, you know. There were people who were very successful, you know, and some people who struggled. So it was life, you know, life that uh, that was at that time, you know, in, in the city. And uh, I ended up doing a project. Uh, and a collection of about 50 portraits that were all uh, printed and all, you know, part of a collection and everything. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I got wind of a, a conference uh, in uh, in Ottawa in Hamilton. Mm. Uh, it was the first ever the Native Indian Inuit Photographers Association. It wasn't formed at that time. Mm. It was just an exhibition, and they had invited Indigenous photographers. Wow. And I met many of the people that are there. Uh, many of them, you know, have gone on to do great things. And my humble photographs from Montreal, you know, got a little bit of attention. We got into, you know, like a Museum of Civilization and got into a number of places out west as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, portraits, um, you know, uh, is a very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special kind of... Uh, practice you know mm-hmm. because it is uh you know it's like what you bring to it and i was telling people just the other day you know that uh the way i look at it like a human face you know has all of the 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 kind of the hills and the valleys and you know the the kind of like yeah. the hair is kind of like the like the wind or like trees and it's it's a very uh, and 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 it ties in even with a little bit about like we are the earth you know the earth mm-hmm. is us we belong to this place we are rooted in in the land and uh you know to to uh to to show the pictures to communicate uh someone's uh, i'm not going to say soul but you know you you try your best to kind of like mm-hmm. you know make a connection with someone mm-hmm. you know and choose a moment and be authentic and when that happens it it can be you know, uh, it can be really special. And of course, the eyes play a great part of it and the ex- expressions on their faces mm. and even their body language. Mm. And all of that is like, mm. you know, that uh, you can see them, but in the sense they're yeah. looking back at you. Yeah. Like uh, it's been like over 30 years now. Uh, and there's some older photographs, of course, historic photographs that I mean, they're looking at us, you know, from 100 years ago, and, you know, and having that voice, having you know, the kind of uh, interactions with people, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, they c- it can be successful. Uh, and that's not to say that non-Native people can't take great photographs and can have respect. But, uh, you know, I would say on one hand, you know, like, uh, you know, do we need another, you know, fellow flying in or a woman flying in from uh, Toronto, you know, to, to, mm. do, to do photographs of our struggles or our, our communities? Um, you know, I'd say that, uh, you know, opening up, opening it up and giving opportunities to, to our people, I think can, you know, even, uh, raise the bar a bit. Respect. Uh, there's the connection in portrait, but there's also the connection that you build through community art education, right? And, uh, that's a choice that you've made to engage on that level, like with different, uh, indigenous institutions, but also non-indigenous institutions to share your knowledge and, also build connection with people through artistic practice. You know, what I've noticed is that uh, some of these uh, schools and so on are, are recruiting Indigenous people to come in to enrich, you know, maybe their curriculum, enrich the experience that the students have, and then even, you know, mm. to kind of like uh, validate the Indigenous artists mm. or artisan or chef or dancer, you know, that, uh, you know, that it's a welcoming mm. place that values the uh, you know the contribution of these artists and of these people and it's it's changing uh, on the English side and I think on on the francophone side as well I've noticed that many of my francophone uh, indigenous um, artist friends and everything are, are getting you know are getting contracts are being brought in and you know it's 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 a really good thing to see on on radio and in, in you know APTN on television you know so things 
are changing? In this moment, it seems that um, there's, you mentioned uh, our place here in Geogiage in Montreal. So the question of land, you know, you talked about portraits before as the human face is sort of a map. Um, there is also a lot more awareness about the state of the environment. Climate justice movements are strong in some ways. They've gained a lot of traction in public discussion, but there hasn't been a lot of policy changes to reflect the way that those points have become mainstream in a lot of ways. That's another conversation. But what I'm interested um, to hear any thoughts about is like sort of the ways that um, this whole conversation around climate justice and environmental movements, um, Indigenous people have been talking about the land and land rights for a very, well, since, um, you know, the colonial Canadian project began, there was a struggle against this as an imposition. Um, so I'm just wondering, um, when we think about climate justice today and like environmental movements, um, this isn't a new issue, basically, right? And and I've seen that in your portraits, like around like documenting voices and people who have addressed the question of land. You know, if we if we look to Ganesatagi um, and more recent examples, uh, you know, there's there's many. Uh, of course, the the Cree struggle uh, up north. These uh, issues are across generations for Indigenous people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the, the cornerstones of Ao uh, Nganawaga and Mohawk Nganawaga spirituality mm. or way of life is uh, is is giving thanks and and it's it's actually formulated in our laws in our our cultural laws uh, and it's called Ohondekarudekwe is what they consider the basic call to consciousness you know the thanksgiving to plant life and our medicines and our foods and the winds and you know the great unknown power in the universe that reverberates through all of us and they 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 honor this every day the children in, in the community in Ganoage and our elders do it and and all of the ceremonies and all the important gatherings are opened with these words and they are closed with these words so it is it is uh, the, almost like the fundamental that we are supposed to be given. So uh, people who, who live that and, and, and take it into account in their daily life, you know, I mean, that's that's the kind of things that guides them, you know. So people, you know, don't uh, cut down the trees because we give thanks to the trees, you know. And we, we honor them for, you know, what they have done for us and the air that it purifies. They're all connected. And today, you know, I would say that uh, in everyday life, people, you know, do their thing. And I think... On the South Shore, you know, Ganawag has uh, been on the vanguard of recycling, of, of uh, composting, of doing all these things. And I think that not everybody puts a lot of um, stock in, um, in COP, the Climate uh, Action uh, Conference. Unfortunately, I mean, to get your message to people, the people of the world, to try to influence, um, you know, things that are going on in the world, you know, in a sense, you have to be in the room. You know, you have to be there. When someone says something, you know, you have to be able to be uh, proactive. You know, you have to be able to tell people, you know. And yeah, so Kenneth has been working uh, at the United Nations and internationally with indigenous groups around the world. 
for like since before uh, 1990, mm-hmm. you know, uh, before there was ever even the thought of, uh, you know, a declaration on the rights of indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And he was at the forefront of that. And people questioned, you know, why are you going to uh, Geneva? Why are you going to these places? You know, like, what has it got to do with us? We should like, you know, of course, it goes without saying that people shouldn't go missing. You know, teacher teach the curriculum should be, you know, all of those things. It goes without saying. And I think he's he's worked even on some of those on education for sure. But at the same time, you know, you have to be there. You have to try to, you know, um, influence. And they are putting... uh, you know, a, a good face or a new face in, um, you know, an area that uh, often uh, Indigenous people weren't uh, weren't present and, and didn't have a profile. So it's changing for a good, for the good. Well, last question, uh, at least for this conversation, you're present in the arts and you make an effort, a big effort um, to be in a lot of spaces uh, from mm-hmm. like, DIY venues to universities and colleges to friendship centers, um, Project Octoton de Quebec, um, many places, Resilience Montreal. Um, that's a huge undertaking and also a lot of um, generosity to try to find that balance between creating your own art and being engaged in the community. Um, how's that process to try to like engage and support community arts, but also you have a very strong solo practice. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's uh, personally, it's it's very, uh, it's fun, it's gratifying. You know, it's something that, you know, truly when things are going well and it's, you know, we're, we're, we're making mm-hmm. prints or we're carving or printing T-shirts mm-hmm. for the for the Truth and Reconciliation Day and, and, and people are laughing and it's, it's it really, it's, uh, it's, it's like a medicine, you know. And in the last five years now, I've, I've been focusing on uh, many of the things that I love, you know. So I've, I've even returned as a youth. I started out in photography. I moved to printmaking. I did jewelry. I did a whole bunch of things. That's and right. then, you know, as uh, someone who's now uh, got a little more time and so on, you know, um, I've even returned to like hardcore photography, you know. So right. I'm, I've got my my <clears throat> my five by seven um, large format camera. I've got my eight by ten I've got my little digital camera that I'm doing. I'm even I even returned to uh, so-called street photography. So I've been uh, roaming the streets of uh, Montreal and South Shore and Ganawaga, you know, taking photographs, obviously with people's permission too, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and it is uh, it is a practice that you know I I loved as a youth, and uh, you know I've kind of returned to it. Um, I've also I uh, didn't did a little bit of work with the Canada Council, and mm-hmm. uh, last year I was. Uh, Awarded, I suppose you can say mm-hmm. that a, a, uh, a grant from the uh, the city of Montreal, the Conseil d'Art de Montréal, to do mm-hmm. a project. So I'm doing, uh, I'm re- revisiting my portrait project. My my goal is to do 50 portraits again. Not to say bookend them, but kind of like to say, you know, this is where we were in 1985, and this is where we are now, and it'll be. Um, Everything goes well, and <laughs> lots of pressure mm-hmm. here. We're we're looking at uh, the, the the August of uh, 2023, wow. and having um, a, an outdoor exhibition at uh, Place des Festival, where the First Peoples Festival is. Mm-hmm. So, and I also have a, a side interest in uh, photojournalism. So mm-hmm. I kind of like do uh, I moonlight as a as a as a, f- a photojournalist for the Eastern Door newspaper nice. in Kahnawake. And uh, last year I covered the uh, the first. 
annual uh, Truth and Reconciliation, also known as Orange Shirt Day thing that, uh, that uh, occurred last year, last uh, September 30th. And then uh, we whittled it down to about 15, I suppose. And I wrote a story and it appeared in last, last year's uh, Eastern Door and it uh, was nominated for a Quebec Community Newspaper Photojournalism Award. And, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting to win. I wasn't expecting to be nominated even. Wow. And anyhow, I won. Oh, I got a, a little uh, gold sticker, I suppose, on my, <laughs> on my page. And I'm thrilled about it. So, you know, I'm not a photojournalist. You yeah, know, but yeah. I kind of like Moonlight as one, I respect, suppose. Respect. And, um, you know, the, the Quebec community newspaper people nice. uh, thought it was uh, interesting enough to, nice. to, to give it wow, an award. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah. Thanks for the convo today. Okay. Really appreciate it. That was a conversation with Martin Loft, recorded in Geogiage, Montreal, looking at his practice as an Indigenous printmaker and photographer. Thank you so much to Martin for being on the program this week. Free City Radio is a weekly program broadcasting on CKUT 90.3 FM at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays and CGLO 1690 a.m. on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. in Geogiage, Montreal. In Winnipeg, Treaty 1 Territory of the Métis Nation on 95.1 FM on Tuesdays at 8 a.m and on CFRC 101.9 FM on Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. in Kingston, Ontario, and on CFUV 101.9 FM also in Victoria, British Columbia, and that is broadcasting at 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes as a podcast. Uh, Please do tell a friend either to tune in on the radio or to subscribe. I work really hard every week to share uh, this program and different voices with you. So thanks for listening. Um, and I will go out with uh, music today from the composer and musician Mali Obamswin. I'll talk to you next week and take care. Mm-hmm.